Hi, I'm Randy Efron, and in this episode, I'm gonna talk about the HUD 221 D4 loan product. HUD 221 D4 loans are used to finance the construction or substantial renovation of multifamily properties with five or more units. In order to qualify for these loans, the cost of the property improvements must exceed $15,000 per unit. However, in high construction cost markets, that number may be adjusted. Let's talk about loan term and interest rate. The length of the loan term is usually 40 to 43 years. The base loan term is 40 years, but up to three additional years can be tacked onto the loan for a construction period. During the construction period, payments are interest only. After that, payments are principal and interest, and the loan fully amortizes over its remaining 40-year term. Rates are fixed throughout the loan term, and they are almost always lower than conventional financing and Fannie and Freddie loans. All right, let's talk about reserves. The HUD 221 D4 loan requires some additional reserves on top of the standard reserves that are required for all HUD loans. Note that I went over those standard reserves in my prior episodes. The first additional reserve is a construction contingency escrow equal to 2% of the loan amount. Note that this is only required for ground up construction deals. The second additional reserve is a working capital escrow also equal to 2% of the loan amount. This is separate from the initial operating deficit escrow which is next on my list. The third additional reserve is an initial operating deficit escrow that is equal to the greater of the following. One, the amount of the deficit determined during underwriting. Two, 3% of the mortgage amount. Or three, four months debt service if the property is a walk-up building or six months debt service if the property is an elevator building. Note that for loans greater than 25 million, the reserve requirement may be higher, while rehab projects may not require any reserve at all. The initial operating deficit escrow can be posted in cash or letter of credit. Now, let's pivot and talk about some of the other nuances of this loan product that are specifically related to the construction or renovation of properties. The first nuance is that the general contractor must pay Davis-Bacon prevailing wages. In short, the Davis-Bacon Act says that contractors and subcontractors must pay their laborers and mechanics no less than the locally prevailing wages and benefits for corresponding work on similar projects in the area. The Davis-Bacon Act directs the Department of Labor to determine such locally prevailing wage rates. Note that union labor is not required. The second nuance of the loan is that the borrower must retain a qualified arm's length supervisory architect during construction. The third nuance is that the general contractor must also provide a payment and performance bond or cash escrow or letter of credit equal to 1% of the construction contract. The fourth nuance is that the general contractor must have liquid working capital equal to at least 5% of their construction contract 
plus all other uncompleted construction work that the contractor is working on. Now, in an effort to keep these episodes from not getting too long, I'm going to pause here and continue the topic of HUD loans in my next episode. Thanks for joining.